When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, buddy? How you doing, bud? Welcome back to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, everyone. Episode 9. We made it to 9. We're doing Marvel vs. DC. What up? Uh-oh. This Cinematic is gonna be, Universe is going to be a good one. This is it. Um, opening statement. It'd be ignorant to deny the incredible success and monetary gro- grossing superiority of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. That it's being a said, I love some of the DC movies. Some of them I don't like at all. I love, uh, I like a lot of the Marvel movies. There are a few I don't like. But in general, my opinion is Marvel has obviously been more successful. Um, they've mapped out their universe better. They've created better characters and generally just been done a better job with their movies than DC has. It's hard to deny it because of the sustained su- success that every one of their films has. They have like, they crafted like the good burger secret sauce of making a superhero movie. For real, they really have. It, there's there's no such thing as a bad Marvel movie. I mean, you might not like a couple, but it's not. They're still not bad like some of the bad DC movies. Yeah, some like oh man, like there have been some bad DC movies. Yeah. Bef- before, we'll, get in, we'll get into before it. we get into everything. I want to do. I want to go over, do like. I want to go over a brief timeline of the history of Marvel DC movies. Mm-hmm. So. And dating back to when Fox was making Marvel movies. Yeah, we're dating yeah. back even further than that. So for decades, DC ruled cinema mm-hmm. with Superman, the original Superman in 1978, and with the Batman movies. So mm-hmm. Batman, the first one was in. No other studios are making comic book movies on any other characters besides those two. Yeah, it was just those two. So Batman, Superman, Superman became the highest grossing uh, comic book superhero movie of all time. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, Spawn was made in 1997. But it didn't make a ton of money, and Spawn's not DC Marvel; it's Image Comics, so that's completely oh, okay. different. I didn't know that. Um, the first Marvel movie that was made after all the Superman and Batman movies was um, Blade in 1998. Hell yeah! Which was Blade's awesome. Great. Like oh. I think we we were eight, and our brothers we showed us Blade. We watched Blade all the time at home. Yeah, that, that those was, those are fucking awesome movies. Those were a big success. The first two, yeah, not quite the success that like Superman. And they Batman were making had. like 200 mil. On a small budget. Yeah. So they were making money. It's also important to note that those last few Batman movies were fucking trash. Yeah. Like, those were garbage movies. Like, George Clooney was Batman. Yeah, Batman Returns. Mr. Freeze. Like, oh my God. Get ready for the freeze. (laughs) She was terrible. So Blade's 1998. Uh And then Marvel comes back again with X-Men in 2000. Which is great. Instantly became one of the most successful comic book, highest grossing comic book movies of all time. But that was a Fox production, though. Yes. However, but still Marvel Entertainment. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but still the original Superman reigned supreme for, for years to come. And uh, Batman was still that close second place. And then, boom, Spider-Man. Oh, man. Tobey Maguire. What was it, 2002? 2002. Yeah. Oh my god, it shot up like our lightning bolt, dude. That was a huge movie. What did that make? A hundred a hundred million opening weekend, I think. Something like that. That yeah. movie showed the potential for super superhero comic book movies in today's cinematic landscape. Yeah. It showed what could happen because yeah. that immediately dethroned Superman. Yeah. Like within a month. Mm-hmm. 
because it made it made like seven hundred million dollars. I think that was the most successful movie we had seen for like over a decade. For a pretty long time. I yeah. mean, no, well, Titanic. Oh yeah, forget it. Yeah. So Titanic, yeah. but then Spider Man. Yeah. So it wasn't unheard of to see a movie with that success. Mm-hmm. Again, we're not talking about highest grossing movies of all time. Yeah. Eventually, we will be. But it's it's interesting to talk about because back then, twenty years ago, if you talk about oh a superhero movie, a comic book movie, especially Spider Man. Like it would have sounded a little crazy, and yeah. it, it wouldn't seem like it would work. I think, it's but because, then you saw the trailer in theaters, and you're like, "Holy fuck, that looks amazing!" Yeah, and I think it's also because those last couple Batman's were so bad. Yeah, they, and no, and everyone's kind of afraid to make a Superman movie again because, the, you know, they were t- they were like d- Tim Burton was toying with the Superman idea, mm-hmm. and they didn't know what they wanted to oh, do with it. Cage is Superman. Yeah, thank God that didn't work. <laughs> I love the documentary; is pretty cool. Yeah. But um. I think the effects just weren't caught up to what people wanted to see yet. Mm. And I mean, I know they had practical effects and like they did the best they could in the 70s and 80s. But like, I think what they wanted to do, they couldn't achieve yet. And they weren't ready. I don't think the audiences were ready for it. Yeah, because what happened was with movies like The Matrix and like Titanic and they used special effects in such groundbreaking ways where they changed the, the landscape of digital filmmaking. Um, so you couldn't film a superhero movie with people on wires the whole time because mm-hmm. it would look unrealistic compared to like the movies we were seeing in the late 90s. So you needed to be able to have incredible CGI and realistic CGI to pull it off. Yeah. And that's when Spider-Man really, really came out. Yeah, and Spider-Man was like the first time seeing superhero CGI and it looked fantastic yeah. at the time. I mean, yeah. it still yeah. holds up pretty well. It, yeah, it, it, it dates well. Yeah. It's not bad. But um, I remember seeing that movie when I was when we were kids and I was like, this is insane. This looks yeah. so fucking real. Yeah. The graphics are getting nuts. All right. So after Spider-Man's, the original Spider-Man's massive success, Marvel went back to work. They got another Blade out. X-Men Blade 2. Trinity. <laughs> Not yet. Oh. X-Men 2. Uh-huh. Hulk. The bad Hulk. <laughs> A lot of the Hulks are bad, honestly. <laughs> then Ben Affleck's crappy Daredevil. Oh, my God. Which is terrible. Fantastic Four. Oh, man. Then Spider-Man 2 comes out. Yeah. And then in there... um, Batman Begins franchise, so they, DC reboots Batman, uh-huh. Batman Begins, which is not as massively successful initially as Super as um Spider Man. Yeah, Batman Begins made three hundred fifty million. Yeah, so it's so, still very successful, yeah. but compared to Spider Man one, those are like born born franchise numbers. Yeah. So Batman Begins became like one of the top ten highest grossing comic book movies of all time, but like still Spider Man and Superman mm-hmm. are up there. Um, and then Spider Man three comes out, mm-hmm. and those three, the three Spider Man movies were basically like what Avengers are today. Like they were the three of the four most highest grossing superhero movies of all time. Yeah. So it was them three and then the original Spider-Man, uh-huh. top four grossing list. Yeah, I remember looking at the, uh, at the list of top grossing movies and the Spider-Mans were at the top. Yeah, yeah I remember. They, they, they all made $700 million in the yeah. first year or two. Sony was caking They're with still it. grossing. All three of them have already grossed over a billion dollars. Wow. So obviously grossing means it's continual. Yeah. Continue. Like after movies out of the years, it makes like a million dollars a year or something yeah. like that. Maybe yeah. a little more. Um, so then after Spider-Man 3's come out, um, Iron Man, Ooh, Marvel drops Iron Man. So this is like the beginning of Marvel Studios, mm. which is different than like Marvel Entertainment and Marvel Enterprises, which is what it used to be called. Be- before they had the, the rights were sell- sold to other companies yeah. like 20th Century and So Fox. they were working with those production houses. Yeah. And so like those- And Sony owned yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. So di- Sony distributed those, those Spider-Man yeah. movies. Yeah. And so Marvel Studios comes about, mm. Iron Man drops destroys everything it, it instantly becomes one of the most successful uh comic book movies yeah i think that made what 650 six seven hundred million a lot something yeah. like that but then 
boom, Dark Knight comes out. Oh, yeah. And destroys everybody. Oh, my God. That thing shoots up like a rocket, becomes the highest grossing superhero movie ever made. That made $154 million opening weekend alone, just domestic. Made a billion internationally in like yeah. the first two months, something yeah. like that. It, it was insane. So, mm. catastrophic rise for Dark Knight. Yeah. And then comes Thor, Captain America, Iron, Mar- Man, 2. Iron Man 2. Avengers is starting to, you know show all their characters, show all their cards, starting mm. their trilogies with all their characters. And they did it. It was like kind of like snuck in there. Yeah. It wasn't like it is now where there's like six of them a year. Yeah. It was like one or two a year. Yeah. And then um, and then Avengers. So Avengers comes out and um, becomes the, the most successful movie, yeah, it made, comic book movie of all time. It made over 200 million. Yeah. It made, it made, yeah, it made for opening, opening weekend. weekend. Yeah. yeah. So that was an absurd success. And then, after, and then since then, the seven highest grossing superhero movies of all time are all Marvel. Mm. They're all Marvel. They've all even exceeded Dark Knight. Yeah. And so the top four are the four Avengers are the top four of the list. Mm. And that Civil Wars in there too? Uh, no. No. So top four Avengers are the top of the list. Uh-huh. Black Panther, Iron Man 3, and then the original Spider-Man uh-huh. is still there. But the original Superman, gone. The mm. original Batman, gone. Yeah, even with inflation. Yeah, and we're talking about the Dark Knight isn't yeah. even in the top seven mm. of all time. So that's, that's insane. So that's basically just kind of like shows you the landscape of of success that Marvel has created with their with their cinematic universe, specifically with the Infinity War saga. Yeah. As well as with their Marvel Entertainment uh, movies, which is like Deadpool, the yeah. X-Men, mm. uh, Wolverine solo movies, Logan. Mm. So those are all... All Fox Searchlight. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's really impressive to see that Marvel pretty much took all these obscure characters that no one really knew of and turned and made them as successful as Batman and Superman. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we can talk about one of the, one of the things that makes Marvel movies so successful. Mm-hmm. One of the things that they do really well is, is character development. Yeah. They make the audience connect emotionally with all sorts of characters. I mean, they made Tony Stark... Like the most narcissistic asshole character, mm. he they turn him into the most lovable character. Yeah. And by the end of Endgame, we're all crying over his death. He became more famous than Iron Man. For sure. You know what I mean? It's like everyone's like, oh, Tony Stark. They don't talk about Iron Man. They talk about Tony Stark because Robert Downey Jr. crushed it. Tony Stark became Bruce Wayne. Yeah, Which exactly. was insane. He became Clark Kent. Yeah. I had never even heard of Iron Man before it came out. Well, I heard of Iron Man. Well, I mean, maybe. Everyone but heard like, of Iron Man, but he wasn't popular. Yeah. Like between comic book people, he's very popular. Yeah, I'm He's sure. one of the leaders. But like... I mean, we were never really comic book kids yeah. in uh, in general, but like I was always a DC get kid. Mm-hmm. I, I love Batman and Superman. Those are like whenever I have comics, they're all Batman mm-hmm. and, they're, and uh, like one Superman. But all my comic books are Batman, Joker comic books because I'm just like always been a DC kind of guy. Yeah, but I mean, to- Robert Downey Jr. is probably one of the keys to the success of the Marvel universe. I don't think there is a MCU without Robert Downey Jr. doing what he did in Iron Man. Not the way it is today. Yeah. Not the way I it really is today. I really think that sure. he had such a strong um, um, part of the success of Iron Man. And it's undeniable to, to say it otherwise. He's definitely one of the reasons why Marvel movies are so good because yeah. his charm kind of... It, it blended off onto the, all the other characters, all the other actors. Yeah, of, like he had he a lot of input. Tone. Yeah, exactly. And he created like this new style of a comic book movie yeah. where it, do, it, it can be... Um, heavy in action and can have drama, but it can be a lot of fun, yeah. and it cannot take itself super seriously all the time. Yeah. So I mean, more reasons why Marvel movies are so good and successful yeah. is they're light. Yeah. They're very funny. 
comedy driven dialogue yeah there are tough moments later on yeah but, but it's general, entertaining it's a light mood it's very entertaining for the whole audience yeah and like dark knight has jokes in here here and there but it's not like laugh out loud um it's not like characters are just cracking you up every time they're on screen i mean know? every time i watch thor ragnarok it sounds it's a that movie's a comedy it's so funny you can't convince me thor ragnarok is yeah. not a comedy it's great hilarious fucking movie mm -hmm. they open that movie up with thor just busting one-liners the yeah, whole time it's great <laughs> so light tones humor mm. wide audience family friendly films is yeah. a major reason to their success they found a way to to capitalize on every demographic i feel like yeah um but that's something that you know they're owned by disney yeah so that's what disney wants well they weren't always owned by disney no but yeah, yeah. so we'll get so to the that first too. several films they were just marvel yeah so in in 2000 was it 2019 um Marvel acquired or Disney acquired Fox mm. and then I think in 2017 was it they acquired they, Marvel they got Marvel yeah in so they got Marvel yeah. first and then they acquired Fox yeah. last year so they so, own all the superheroes yes yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> Disney owns everything yeah so Disney purchased 20th Century Fox for 71.3 billion dollars yeah which means um, among among other things that Marvel will now own the rights to the characters of the X-Men yeah which they didn't previously own um, as well as the Fantastic Four series, and the reason why they didn't, why Marvel didn't own all these franchises anymore is they sold the rights to a lot of these characters to avoid bankruptcy in the 1990s. Mm -hmm. So that's why they lost the rights to so many so many characters. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 20th Century Fox before the merger, they had the rights to like the X Men characters, Logan, like as yeah. I said before, yeah. Deadpool. And it's those. interesting because Sony has owned uh, Spider Man, but. The fan love for Marvel versus the Sony films, um, it convinced Sony to partner up with Marvel to produce the new Spider-Man movies together. That's how fervent and how loyal this fan base is to Marvel. They're like, no, Sony, don't make Spider-Man. Even though you own the rights, we want you to go with Marvel because they're going to do a better job. Yeah. Because Sony fucked it up with Andrew Garfield. Yeah. However, you know... Marvel Entertainment side, they'd still make very successful movies. Like the oh, yeah. X Men's are very successful, except yeah. for Dark Phoenix was two fifty at the box office, but it was probably three hundred dollars budget total. Well, I mean, after Apocalypse, like I just gave up on the X Men. Yeah, I don't know why they made that, but we'll, <laughs> I, I I know why. We'll talk about that in a second. Why they keep making X Men movies? Um, but Logan made six hundred thirty thousand thirty million dollars. Yeah, rated R. Yeah, hundred million dollar budget. Yeah. So they're still turning out very successful movies. Deadpool crushes on the Marvel Entertainment side. Yeah. You know, so that's just a separate entity. Mm. Same universe, obviously, kind of. You know, they sometimes interact with each other. Yeah, they have there. Little, little gags. Um, but um, in general, what I think with Marvel merging, being bought by Disney, and then merging with, and then buying 20th Century Fox to get the rights. Like, I think it's kind of clear that their long-term goal now is to have an Avengers versus X-Men. That would be cool. Which they did in the comics. Really? So there's they did a comic version of that. Uh -huh. Obviously, it'll probably take at least another decade before they get there. Yeah, they could establish it. It took a decade to get to Thanos. Yeah. And um, obviously, that story's kind of done. And I mean, are they gonna? They're gonna probably have to start recasting people. I mean, is Fassbender gonna want to be Magneto for another fifteen years? <laughs> is fucking McAvoy, McAvoy gonna want to be Professor X for another? They're gonna be playing years? the role so long they'll be as old as Patrick Stewart and Ian McKillen when they started. For real, <laughs> <laughs> they'll be dead by Mac the time they get. To McAvoy this. will be really using a wheelchair. <laughs> 
Hey, fa- fa- hey, fatty, back fast at it. Bender's nose will grow as big as, as Ian McKellen's too by then. <laughs> so, like, obviously, I think that's their long term goal. Mm-hmm. But obviously, they have to they have to reestablish their grip in the universe with all these characters. Are they gonna, again recast people? Yeah. Well, How the, are they I'm, get there? It's one casting bit that you can't help but talk about is I mean, it's not going to happen anytime soon, but. Would they recast Iron Man? Because that feels like they'll have to recast Iron Man eventually. Dude, Iron Man's gonna be the new Batman, Superman. Yeah, every fucking three years. So someone's gonna be the new Iron Man eventually. It's gonna happen. Yeah, they can't not without successful. But I feel it would be so strange to see someone else playing Iron Man. They'd probably just have to go to like a younger version of him or something unique. Yeah, like I mean, they can't do the origin story again. Maybe who knows? Yeah, they probably will somehow. But I think they just kind of have to. The thing with Marvel is. They be they were so successful. They made so much money, and they did such a good job with all these stories and movies. That, but although at the same time, you know, they've sort of shot their shot mm. in terms of the movie universe. Yeah. Obviously, now they're branching out to TV shows. All their movie guys are having TV yeah. shows now. But then that also shows me that they're going to reboot somehow. Yeah. So what's their next step? Yeah. What's the phase four? I think. Yeah. So yeah. phase four. What's that going to be? Because again, like I said, I like, think it'll be a new Avengers with the, like the newest characters. Like I think Black Panther will be the leader of the new Avengers. Probably, maybe yeah. we'll see. But again, like I said, they they shot their shot. Yeah. Which again was not a bad thing. They made a fucking ton of money yeah, and a was, lot of really good movies. Yeah. So I'm not saying in a bad way that they shot their shot. Mm. You can shoot your shot in a really good way, which they did. Mm. You know, you can shoot your shot and like say shoot it. your shot one more time. <laughs> shoot your shot. <laughs> Get in the DMs and shoot your shot, kid. But again. But now is the opening of DC. You know, obviously DC's been slacking from Marvel behind Marvel. They've, yeah. they've had a lot, uh, some good movies, some really bad ones, and a lot of people hate on their movies. Yeah. But is now the opportunity for DC to finally get their shit together? Because, like I said, Marvel needs time to get this new universe going, this new phase yeah. going. And now is the opportunity for for DC to push all these unique superheroes that no one's ever heard of like, yeah, D- and like also, Marvel did people really loved Wonder Woman and mm-hmm. people really loved Aquaman Aquaman made a billion dollars Aquaman is very successful yeah so people it's not like people aren't turning out anymore I think it's uh they didn't want they didn't like Batman vs Superman they didn't like Justice League oh they're still averaging 230 yeah. million dollars a year yeah at least I mean a, a box office they're still very successful movies yeah for sure yeah it's it would be good to start right now with um talking about what DC has done wrong because yes. they have a huge library of characters. Some of them are beloved and have been beloved by so many for so many years. They dug themselves into a hole after seeing the success of the Avengers. And they rushed their team up. So exactly. they started with Man of Steel, which I think is an underrated movie we can I talk about later. Man of Steel. Yeah, I love it. We can talk about it in a little bit. Um, and rather than going with the solo Batman movie with Ben Affleck, and rather than going with the solo Wonder Woman movie, which was great, and Aquaman, they went right to the team up, and when and in Batman vs Superman and Justice League, when they're when they're bringing together this group, it felt so forced and lazily written, and just like it wasn't interesting, and it was just like come on, really, it's the Justice League already. Some of the actors aren't even household names. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you need to establish Cyborg to the mainstream audience before they want to turn out for one of his movies. And Flash. Yeah. The Flash is a beloved character to yeah. so many fans, and then like they just threw him in too. Yeah, I wanted to see a Flash movie. Instead, they just threw him on the side as like the comic relief in in uh, Justice League. Yeah, I mean DC clearly they seem to be reacting 
and trying to emulate Marvel rather than focus on bringing their characters out slowly, smartly, their own style, their own universe, building yeah. it. So they were completely reactionary, like, oh, we got to get all this, these people Exactly, out. yeah. And then their biggest problem is they see Marvel works so well because all these characters had so many movies yeah. and they all had so much character development. You felt like you really knew them when they teamed up it was like oh it was like the it was like when, in Game of Thrones when all the characters started getting, getting together in the last season you're like <laughs> oh my god they're finally crossing paths. Yeah, there's just homies they, it's like you see your friend at the mall it's like hey bro you're here too. Yeah. So that's what it was kind of like. Uh-huh. And then DC they made Man of Steel, yeah. which was awesome. I love that movie. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> and then Wonder Woman had a solo movie. Batman didn't get a solo movie? How do you not make a Batman solo movie? I know the temptation to make Man of Steel, like Batman versus Superman is there. Mm. But like, you got to make, you got to establish probably the, the most important character in the DC yeah. universe because of what happened with Batman Begins franchise. Absolutely. And they fucked that up. Yeah. They fucked it up. Matt, I would have loved to see Batman solo with Ben Affleck. It should have been Batman solo movie, and then Man- Superman should have gotten another solo movie too before Justice League. I know. Well, the thing with them is they're like, oh, we're going to have a, a five-movie franchise for Superman, Man of Steel. They got one out yeah. by himself. It could have been a great trilogy. How do you it fuck that up? It could have been fantastic. Up? You had the perfect Superman. They did. They had Cavill, I think, is... Was, Let's just go into Man of Steel. Man of Steel, fucking love that movie, yeah. dude. I wept, I cried in Man of Steel. Oh, me too, multiple man. times. Yeah, absolutely. Because I love Superman so much, uh, and I had been dying for like a modern take on Superman. Because we, I mean, they did it with Superman with with uh, Brandon Ralph, yeah, yeah, Ryan Singer. But that yeah. was I didn't like that that much. Yeah. He seemed kind of like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he he can emote at all. He was a great uh, Clark Kent. I'll give him that. He was spot on as Clark Kent, but like as Superman, like, come on, this guy sucks. Yeah, exactly. And then in Man of Steel, when you see him, he's like on a fishing boat, like he's lost with his, he Fucking doesn't know what he's jacked. <laughs> he's got a shirt off running through the rain, his hairy chest. Bro, it's like, Henry Cavill brought the hairy chest back, and I'm so happy about it. He was so jacked that people thought it was CGI. I know. He's That's how fucking that. huge this guy got. But he also brought like a real humanization to the character. Mm-hmm. You felt like he was a real person who was struggling with his identity of who he was. And it was really this great storyline of he's torn between being this alien from this other planet and then being who his parents raised him to be, like, just a, a person on Earth. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's this great conflict between inside of him where he doesn't know what he wants to do. He's lost. Yeah. Zack Snyder did a great job with that alien vibe. Like, yeah. Because usually... It felt when, like a sci-fi movie. Yeah. When usually people, when they think of Superman, they don't think of an alien. They think yeah. of just like a really strong human. But yeah. They know he's not from Earth, but yeah. they don't they don't connect him with aliens. Yeah. But then the, the opening of the movie is in a different fucking yeah. planet, which is great. And then when they turn the main conflict of the movie into pretty much an alien invasion, it's like, oh, oh, cool. Like, yeah. I've never seen this kind of style done with Superman before. Yeah. I mean, there are, obviously there are things you can pick apart about Man of Steel. A lot of people don't like it, but I really love that movie. Yeah. I, I think that was the perfect movie to reignite the DC franchises. Yeah. And I think and Cavill was a perfect Superman. Cavill was great. Yeah. Um, Michael Shannon was great as Zod. Yeah. Amy Adams was great. Lois Lane. Hans Zimmer killed it with oh the score. Oh my god, that score! Still, That's man. that theme. Those trailers. Remember those trailers? Oh my! I used to watch those trailers just like over and over again. Dude, so good. But I understand the two main problems with that movie that people have is obviously the mass destruction that happens in the climactic fight with Zod, and it is you can if you watch it again, it is it is pretty graphic. It's insane how much destruction there is. Yeah. Um, so, you, so you understand they, they maybe overlooked the impact that could have on the audience. And then also when uh, um, Superman snaps Zod's neck, mm-hmm. which I think was a really cool thing that would happen because 
the thing with Superman is everyone's like, oh, he's the Boy Scout. Like, he's not that cool of a character. And then what do you have him do? You have him kill the villain and snap his neck. Like, yeah. if that's something that, like, oh, they're trying to do something different here. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're trying to change our perception of the character. I think they did a good job with that tone and that, like, kind of realism that mm-hmm. they did with, with that Chris Nolan brought with Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. But then they kind of lost that with, with, with like, Batman versus Superman and then with it Justice didn't be, It League. wasn't, like, Superman wasn't a, that important in the movie. In yeah, the movie like, Batman how, Superman. Is, how is Superman, like, not always just, like, the major part of the movie? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to I don't me. Understand. He's barely in. Like I feel like Batman. It's a Superman. Batman movie, it pretty really, much. It's a it's a Batman movie hiding into a duo movie, which yeah. is kind of not fair to Superman or Batman. Superman didn't have much to do at all in that movie. It was all Batman figuring. Like it was his backstory. They I don't know why they did the fucking origin. The origin again. Like how many times have we seen that? You, there's no need for it. Yeah. You're already established Batman. Why even do the backstory again? Yeah. And then if it, the whole movie was Batman's storyline, and then. Sprinkled in Superman here and there, and sprinkle in Wonder yeah. Woman. Yeah, Rat, I mean Wonder Woman's great though. Yeah, I really like Wonder Woman. She's I cool. Mean, I don't say that I hate Batman versus Superman. There are a lot of parts to it that I like. Like I really like Ben Affleck as Batman. I thought I, he killed it. Yeah, I, when he when he um, first came out as Bruce Wayne, it was obviously surprising in the news and media. People were freaking out, but yeah. he really did a much better job than I expected him to do. In he pulled first, it off. His first like fight. Was sick. Oh yeah, in that warehouse. How do they only have one of those, dude? How do you not make a movie of him doing that the whole time? Oh my god, that was like the best He's fight scene I've ever crushing seen. Crushing people's skulls with his fist. Fucked We're people. Like, up. Oh my god. And like hiding in the corner with yeah. the, in the shadows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he beat the fuck out of those dudes. Oh my and like god. The, the violence was like ruthless. It and then you sick. can see like, oh, they made him. Like you could see how powerful this guy is, and he's yeah. he's a he's just a human. Yeah. He has no superpowers, but he's just got so much brute strength. Yeah. So, but again, another mistake, I, or another pro that Marvel's done is, yeah, DC brought Ben Affleck and they had Henry Cavill, mm. um, Gal Gadot, but like really Ben was only like the real household name so far. Yeah. I mean, people kind of knew who Cavill was a not, I mean, bit, still, he's still kind really. of obscure a little bit. Gal Gadot wasn't really that famous, yeah. but Marvel brings the star power, bro. Oh, yeah. I mean, Downey, Iron Man revived his career, but still, he was a very famous guy. Yeah. He's an Oscar nom. Mm-hmm. Um, he should have won for Chaplin. should have won for Chaplin. I don't know how I didn't win. It was like 1990 or 1991. Yeah. Um, they have freaking... Uh, Terrence Howard was popular at the time. Um, <laughs> he was popular. Yeah, no, I mean, 2008. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, like, he's not. Oh, yeah, when he got cut. <laughs> he didn't make the. He, he got cut off varsity. Chris Evans was pretty popular. Yeah. He, he already was a superhero he was, yeah, in Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. Chris yeah. Hemsworth was Scar pretty Joe. Well, named, well known. Uh, Mark Ruffalo is well known. Jeremy Renner was just in the Heart Locker, so yeah. he was well known. They're, like Marvel is like, if you've been nominated for an Oscar, you're gonna be in a Marvel. Like they want you. It's kind of like Harry Potter, like for all these great British actors, yeah. like oh you get your wand, or yeah, like yeah. oh you get your superpower. <laughs> it's the same thing. They that's the thing is Marvel. I think their greatest strength is their casting because they cast each role perfectly, and uh, they go for quality, high class actors. Yeah. How many people besides like film geeks and like kind of just fans of this guy can tell us who the flash is ezra miller <laughs> yeah i know who he is because i love movies but Parks like, of being a wallflower didn't make 200 million ask anyone in, ask our roommates they i guarantee they have no idea who ezra miller is <laughs> guarantee i don't even know cyborg's name i forgot it yeah i forgot his name i'm they sorry had bro. A, they had a cyborg movie in pre-production <laughs> i i don't remember his name man that's the that's 
how do you make a movie where two of the lead characters in the movie for a giant superhero smash up? Yeah. You don't even know who they are. Unbelievable. Because I mean, that that's where like if you're not gonna do solo movies before the group before the team up. At least hire A-list actors because yeah. obviously you can afford it. Your Warner Brothers. Like Chris Pratt was not very famous before Star Lord, yeah. but now people will go see a Chris Pratt movie, yeah. but they won't go see an Ezra Miller movie. Yeah. But Chris Pratt draws an audience because you yeah. we learned about him. We yeah. saw him in Star Lord. We fell in love with him. And them. then he didn't have. They didn't need star power for Guardians because Marvel had already established itself as oh, a Marvel movie's coming out. It's gonna make a lot of money because yeah. people love it. They're gonna do a good job. And you're going to enjoy it when you go. But also character development. They took these characters who no one's ever heard of. All Obviously, comic book geeks know who they are. Yeah. I never heard of Guardians of the Galaxy Me either. before 2010, I think. I had no idea who fucking Peter Quill was. Never heard of him. Mm-mm. And anyone who's saying they did is fucking lying <laughs> if, they, if they're not a comic book fan. Comic book fans, yes, they knew who they, who yeah. they were. No one knew who they were. Mm. And then Marvel turned it into this fucking mega money machine yeah. that audiences loved. Guardians is, 1 is great. It's oh, fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, that became a sensation. And so how come Marvel can do that, but DC can't figure it out? It's because the quality of the content. Yeah, and character development. Character development, yeah. yeah. And, and so I think that was the biggest crux for DC was their focus on just making that big Avengers payday. And it... what it, And... They're shooting, they're blowing their load too soon. Cost them the franchises of all these characters. Because, I mean, Wonder Woman and Aquaman are going to be franchises, but Cyborg's movies aren't going to come out. And The Flash, who knows what's going to happen with that. And you had three Batman movies that just got canceled, although Matt Reeves is coming out with his. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then Man of Steel, like, he doesn't have a franchise anymore. It's over. But again, this, like I said before, is this like an opportunity for DC to get their shit together? I think so. Because now, like I said, Avengers shot their shot. Marvel shot their <laughs> shot. So they're kind of just chilling. Cakes. They're on vacation. Now DC. They got dark, the new Batman coming out. Yeah. They got Wonder Woman 1984 coming out. Mm. Obviously. Aquaman new, 2 will Aquaman come out. Aquaman 2 will be su- super successful. Um, Black Adam's going to be probably oh, awesome. Yeah. They got The Rock. Yeah. They, they say they're going to make a Flash movie, but we'll see. Yeah. So, I mean, is this an opportunity for them to get their shit together? And then they have a giant library of really unique characters. Yeah. And, and they have so many villains. Yeah. I, they have great villains. But in Justice League, they went with this like CGI giant that no one's heard of. And he looked like a video game in the whole movie. Uh-huh. This guy, I can't remember his name. That's how unmemorable this character was. Yeah. And every scene that I'll he was his name. Every scene he was in, it was just like, oh, this looks like a video game. CGI is so bad. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Whereas all the villains in, in Marvel movies are, are humanized. Yeah. You know, they're even actually- if you don't, even though, I mean, obviously DC has better villains, but Marvel tends to do a better job with portraying their villains for yeah. the most part. Well, uh, in current DC, but not count. If we're not counting the Dark Knight no, yeah, franchise, I'm, I'm, I'm counting like DCU. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, DCEU. Yeah, DCEU. Yeah. So, but again, Tony Stark's gone. Yeah, Captain America's gone. I mean, is this again? So their two lead, their two basic leaders are gone. Yeah. So now again, you have your new Batman co- coming out. Black Adams. Maybe DC can start to get their shit together. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe they figure out how to make a new Superman who movie with with Cavill. I would I would line up to see that. There are rumors, but I don't know if they're true. Yeah, we'll see. But I mean, they. F- how do you fucking ruin Batman and Superman in one movie? I don't know. How man. do you fucking do that? <laughs> it how sold do you itself. Do that? It sold itself. 
Oh my god, you could literally just have them eating jello. I would rather see that than Justice League. Just give me Cavill and Ben Affleck ordering food at a diner for two hours. I would much rather watch that, <laughs> them in costume talking, than fucking Justice League. Oh, you don't want to watch Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor? I like Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> whatever, man. But another thing that Marvel did so well, besides great character development, the humor, the lightness, um, is they're so good at teasing their audience, teasing their fans. I mean, yeah, Thanos, yeah. they teased that guy for a decade. They were just... He, he was teasing us. He was so teased, teased for so long that his, his face changed. Yeah. They, kept, they kept redesigning him. Yeah, they were rubbing our thighs for a decade <laughs> trying to get this guy to come out. And people like us were unfamiliar with the comics. Like, we had no idea who this was. Yeah, and so then you keep hearing, is this the main villain? Who is this guy? Like, is he going to be the next one? Is he going to be the next one? So teasing Thanos for so long really quenched that thirst we had for who this fucking guy is. Yeah. And also, the obsession with after-credits movie scenes, yeah. which, like, Marvel just created this, like, need for that at the theaters. Like, Even at regular movies, people are like, oh, is there yeah. going to be a credit scene at the You'll end? You'll go see a Brad Pitt movie, like a drama, and people will be like, the credits will roll, be like, is there an after-scenes credit? Should we stay? Should we stay? I'll Google it right now on my phone. Hold on. There's no Black, after-scenes. Black Klansman is like, oh, is there going to be a post credit scene? Like, people would rather see the post credit scene than the fucking movie. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're always a letdown. Like, no one ever knows what the fucking means. Yeah. And then it's funny in the theater, everyone's like, oh, oh don't forget about the post credit scene. And then you see a, a few people get up and like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they sit back down. It's like we're children again. <laughs> but again, so they, they did such a good job teasing Thanos, keeping you intrigued in like these little cliffhangers for the next for the next movie, what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um and everyone's just unique world collided yeah. with Thanos. Mm. And it just created the two biggest movies like ever. Like well, obviously Avengers Endgame became the most successful movie ever made. Yeah. Highest grossing and passed Avatar. Mm-hmm. Not by a lot, but it's still yeah, passed Avatar. Passed it, yeah. Two point seven billion dollars. It's insane. But I mean if you combine the two of them, Avengers Endgame and Infinity War, it's fucking five billion dollars those movies made. And also it was really good. It was. They they paid off twelve years of setup in such a great way. I felt after Endgame was over, I felt so satisfied. I was more than satiated. <laughs> I was like, great job. Great job, Marvel. You guys did it. And that that end that final battle when it's both armies going after each other, because they didn't tease that in the trailer at all. Yeah, um, they did a good job hiding that. Um, it was just fantastic seeing them all fight working together. And then my favorite scene, it might be my favorite part of any of the Marvel movies, is when um, Thor's about to get killed by Thanos, and then Captain America shows up and he he gets the in the hammer flies past Thor and. And Captain America catches it. Yeah. And he's like, ready, bitch? Yeah, when Captain America picks up the hammer, whatever it's called, Milnior. 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 Some dude in the comics <laughs> like, it's actually pronounced Milnior? <laughs> Look at these fucking frat boys. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who called us frat boys. You fucking kidding me? <laughs> but when he picked that up, that was that was badass. That moment. was such a great part. I might, like, I think the audience cheered and, like, oh, they did. Yeah, everyone was going, like, yeah. what? Yeah, that was awesome. It was insane. Because everyone's dead quiet the whole movie. And yeah. Then he picks it up. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty badass. He's worthy. <laughs> We're not worthy. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, they, I mean, with Endgame and, and Infinity War, they they paid off everything they, and again, they look, set up. Thinking about that giant battle, there are so many characters yeah. that no matter what kind of person you are, 
whether you even like movies or not, there's someone you're going to connect with. Yeah. Like, even if you don't like any of this main superheroes, maybe you're like some granola they eating. Got a, like they got a whole Bela squad out yeah. there. Maybe you're like some granola eating, like you read feminist literature and you love Gamora. <laughs> like you're, you're at the farmer's market and, and you just like you have like a Gamora <laughs> phone case or something. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gonna get pissed. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm making a clip of that. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that feminist loves Gamora. Yeah. And she probably wouldn't have liked any other characters. Yeah. And then um and they did a great job with Downey's ending with Iron Man getting with Iron Man sacrificing himself. Having him come to a close yeah. was needed. And then with Captain America returning to his old his uh old time. Yeah. And uh uh going back to his love. Um and then Thor is obviously going to get another movie, which is going to be cool with Christian Bale. Yes, however, however, Thor is now going to be Natalie, Natalie Portman. Portman. Jinx. That's the rumor. Well, I think it's confirmed. Yeah, they were at Comic Con. So she she held a hammer at Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's well, confirmed. Well, you know, you know, you know how these things are. You know how these things are. Well, that's why she didn't do the um, the third one because yeah. it was she had such a reduced role in Thor: um, The Dark World. Yeah. So Jane Foster. Yeah. So that's what happens in the comic books. So Jane Foster becomes Mighty Thor. Do you think they'll keep Fat Thor? Keep Fat Thor? <laughs> no. Bro, Fat Thor was funny yeah. at first, but then, like, I got sick of Fat Thor. You just want to see handsome Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah. I want to see his abs. Yeah. Like, what's the point of having Hemsworth in a movie I see if you don't see him naked? Yeah. Half naked. I'm not gay. I just, he's a very good looking man. <laughs> but, like, they got to sell tickets, man. Fat Thor was hilarious. Yeah, it was great. But, like, I was expecting them to do, like, some ridiculous, like, Thor super god training montage. And he just loses all his weight. Which I would have been happy I thought he was going to like just bring lightning down on himself and he'd be, be back in shape. But like he's a god. He doesn't need to work out. The big Lebowski vibe got old after a while. <laughs> not going to lie. I got a little sick of it. But dude, the first five minutes of it, I was cracking Yeah, when, up. They, when they show up at his house, it's hysterical. It's so fucking funny. And then, then Hulk was all... I think Hulk was the... Uh, the comedic um, highlight of that movie of Endgame. Yeah, Hulk's pretty. When funny, they when they blended uh, Bruce Banner and Hulk together. Yeah, and the, the kids show up when they're eating, he's eating pancakes. <laughs> 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 and don't they? Ant Man asks if they want a photo. Yeah, too. they're like, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like, you want a photo with him? Not, not yet. No. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, he's like, hey, stay green, huh? <laughs> But just to quickly go back to the future of DC and the promise that can happen is um, Suicide Squad, the first one, was not that great. It was a mess. I think they fucked that movie up big time. Yeah. However, Suicide Squad 2 is being directed by James Gunn, yeah. who is responsible for the massive success of Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's a bright light in the How DC much money universe. did see offer him? How much money did they offer him? Yeah. Probably a lot to make him switch sides. Not that like it's, it's like not, sides because yeah, obviously like, Josh yeah. Whedon came in to fill in. And I'm for sure. Zach and I'm sure James Gunn is a big fan of those uh, characters. Yeah, I'm sure he. Yeah. I'm sure he's gonna love the. Opportunity. It's like J.J. Abrams making Star Wars after Star Trek. It's like yeah, not like, that big. It's yeah, like come it's on, awesome. Yeah. it's gonna be a great fucking experience. It's yeah. not like Red Sox versus Yankees over here. Yeah. for the directors and the filmmakers themselves. So I think you know there's gonna be promise with Suicide Squad two. And then, I mean, Harley Quinn, that was a unique take, and that seemed like mm. a fun movie. Yeah. Um, or The Emancipation. Birds of Prey. Yeah, Birds of Prey, whatever they want to call it. <laughs> that movie had like three titles, and they should have just called it Harley Quinn. Yeah. Just it, call it, it Harley Quinn. Yeah. Harley Quinn. Because they even changed the name after the opening because it didn't make as much money as Oh, they really? Remember they, it, well, they didn't officially change the name, uh. but they said Birds of Prey. A Harley Quinn movie. Oh. Remember that? Oh, I didn't know so, that. So, yeah. So, it got released as Birds of Prey. Yeah. The Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Yeah. But then they wrote Birds of Prey, a Harley Quinn movie. Or something like that. Yeah. Just because I think they were a little disappointed at the turnout. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I actually haven't seen it. I'll watch it at some point. But Ian McGregor's the villain. I'll watch that. Yeah, I'll watch Ian McGregor do anything. <laughs> but we, we talk way too much about man crushes on the show. Holy shit. <laughs> hey, we're not afraid to I hide I swear it. I'm not gay. I have sex with women all the time. <laughs> well, one woman all the time. <laughs> <laughs> not with multiple women. <laughs> That'd be dope, but you know. What's, what, what do you think of the, the best three Marvel movies? Marvel MCU movies. Oh, best three Marvel MCU movies? Actually, I have a top five list. Oh, cool. Well, let me say mine. Yeah. I me. think um, Avengers Endgame, um, Thor Ragnarok, Captain America Winter Soldier, Iron Man, and Guardians of the Galaxy 1. That's actually a really good list. Yeah, I think those are the best Marvel movies. And I lied. My list is top five comic book movies since 2001, so... My list isn't like no, that. It's gonna be a little different. But I'm yeah. sure my list would be something like that. I'll, yeah. This is my best comic book movies since 2000 list. Okay. So my nothing tops the Dark Knight. Yeah. I mean, that's all the, the other movies the are great. Yeah. No movie will top the Dark Knight. That's one of the hundred, top hundred movies ever I've made. Ever made? Yeah. In general, it's, it's up there. Yeah. 100%. Let alone let alone the best comic book movie. Yeah. So that's the number one. Um, Spider Man, the original Spider Man is my number two. Yeah. Toby, I love that movie. Yeah. I really, I really do. Number two is great too. I know. <laughs> Um, number three, Iron Man. Uh-huh. Number, Iron Man one. Number four, Winter Soldier. I love Captain America: Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's probably yeah. So my second or my third favorite uh, Marvel movie, and then Logan. Oh, Logan's my great, Dark man. Dark Horse number five. That's comic a good book pick. Movie. That's a good I pick. I love that. The movie's great. Logan's fantastic because they kind of brought that dark, gritty side that they haven't really done with a lot of the other Marvel movies. And before that was X Men Origins Wolverine. So I mean, no, no, it was um the um James Mangold uh, Wolverine. Which was good, but it was still like kind of lacking. And it was then, good, yeah. Yeah, but but Jane James uh, Mangold also made Logan, but Logan was just on another level. Yeah, that was it was so such good. a great film on its own. And the cool thing about Logan was he's like fuck everyone else's movies, all their timelines. I wrote this awesome script. Yeah, it has nothing to do with anyone else. Similar characters. Yeah, but fuck everyone else. Yeah, I'm making this fucking me, Wolverine Hugh, and movie. Patty are gonna go go to town. Rated R Wolverine. That's what we all. That's all we ever wanted. Bro, you talked about wanting a rated R Wolverine it's, movie since like we were eleven. Yeah, I was like, this is bullshit. You don't see any blood. You don't see him. Ha- like, when did you ever see him hack someone's limb off? Never. Like, come on. He just goes, like, yeah. in their chest. Yeah. But, like, the first fight he gets in in Logan, when oh, he starts, yeah, and the, the, limo. the claws oh, in their head and, oh like, chops people's limbs off, like, like slices that, them up. That was such a great scene because it, it was, like, it showed you this is what this movie is. Get ready for it. This is what Wolverine really is like. Yeah. He's a badass motherfucker. He's Fuck a fucking yes. Wolverine. Oh, my God. That guy should be slicing dudes' heads off all the time. They did such a great job. You know that got an Oscar nomination for screenplay? Did it really? Yeah. It's a great script. Yeah, best adapted screenplay. It's a really great Fantastic. Writing. It's a fantastic movie. It is one of my favorite superhero movies. I can't think of a single flaw in that movie, honestly. It's perfect. I really can't. It's great. And I love the... We watched Deadpool 2 the other night Yeah. for like the second or third time <laughs> in the opening with, with Wolverine dead on the log spinning. Oh my God, it's so funny with the nice little kids music. <laughs> I love Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman's friendship. It's yeah, so funny. I wish I was funny. part of that bromance. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, if you were on Instagram, we could do something like that, but you're not really on Instagram. I'm getting back into it. Well, if you want to, we could have a funny back and forth. Oh, that's a good idea. We could yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's my top five. That's a good top movies. five list. Yeah. But I want to give kudos to DC and Warner Brothers for for taking chances with female superhero movies. Yeah. Because, um, you know, they didn't have to. You know, they made Catwoman back in 2004. And yes, Marvel made Elektra in 2005. But yeah. that movie fucking bombed. And that was and, Fox. Yeah. And so after Elektra, but still it's Marvel. Yeah. But after Elektra, Marvel's like, ooh, girls are yucky. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Oh, they want Black Widow? We'll just throw her in with the gang. And then if you talk about current universes, you know, MCU, they still haven't put out until well, until 
uh, Captain Marvel, that yeah. was their first female-led solo movie. Yeah. And then, but DC did it with their like third movie with Wonder Woman. Yeah. In terms of starting with the Anne DC EU. So they did it yeah. with third or fourth movie. They yeah. brought Wonder Woman. So real quick, so and Harley Quinn got her own solo movie. Yeah. So it's kudos to them. They're doing they're doing a good job with um in, uh, including women like right away for yeah immediately in their in their timeline. Yeah, for sure. And even like one of the villains in Man of Steel was a woman. Yeah, she, she was. was awesome. It's, I mean, I think I already know the answer to this, but who's your favorite Spider-Man? Toby. <clears throat> Toby Maguire takes it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Andrew Garfield did a good job. Yeah, Andrew Garfield did a good job, and, and Tom Holland's great. Tom Holland's good. He's yeah. good. I didn't like the last Spider-Man, though. The yeah. one, I watched the one where they're in, in Italy. Yeah, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Didn't like it. Yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of it either. I, I think fan. it might be my least favorite Marvel movie. I think I was just disappointed by the villain. Yeah. And just, I think they kind of went back to that Mandalorian thing where it's like, oh, it's all a trick. You know, because the trailers made it seem as though Hall was a mystical character from a different dimension. And it, it seemed pretty exciting. Oh, this is cool. But then they went back to that. The same thing that they did with Mandalorian, where it was all uh, a facade. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was good. But I would just say, I mean, the Tom Holland movies are good, but it still feels like there's such a heavy influence of Iron Man in it. Yeah. Especially with uh, John Favreau in it and all the technology and gadgets and gear. It just like, it doesn't have the same... Just Spider-Man quality that the Tobey Maguire ones did. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the reason why um, you might feel like that is because the the music in the original Spider-Man is phenomenal. Danny Elfman. And that's something that DC's done a pretty good job of. You're right. The music, music has been great. So the music's generally been really good, and they have unique scores. Yeah. And then um, They have their own themes. But, like, for example, what's Iron? think of Iron Man's music. What's his theme? It's ACDC. Yeah. You know, think of, of Captain America. It's just like military brass. Yeah. And then think of Thor. I couldn't even picture what <laughs> Thor's music sounds like at all. I, yeah. I literally can't. Think of the Avengers as kind of, it's just a safe so, so sound. Yeah, so that's what happened was all of their themes is like, oh, it's the Avengers themes. Like, dun, 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 which is good. But it's not like each of them have like their unique, memorable themes. Yeah. Which like are important of, to characters. Think of Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. Na, na, yeah with the electric na, guitar. That's sick. Yeah. Oh, Hans crushed it, man. Yeah, you can think of that immediately. You can think of Man of Steel immediately. Yeah. You can even think of Batman. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But generally, Marvel kind of has like a blueprint for their music and yeah. their score. And like they kind of And they have the these... same the same guys do all of them. Yeah, I think it's like a yeah. safe. It's like Brian Tyler, Harry Gregson Williams. They do a lot of them. It's very safe. It's yeah. kind of bland. It's effective. But also forgettable. Yeah. Except Winter Soldier, Henry Jackman sick. did. Yeah, it was and sick. That one is like a actually their first like really unique score in my opinion. Yeah. And I think that's something about the Marvel movies that that they probably don't really care too much about. Mm. And it's kind of like in that vein of like they know how to make the perfect entertainment movie. I think what Marvel does is they've kept the music in each of the movies similar in vibe in this in style. So that there, it's like a connective tissue for all the um, team up movies. Yeah. Because the the scores for the Avengers movies sound like the scores from all the other movies. Mm -hmm. They're none of them are too different from each other, except for maybe the Tyler Bates scores in Guardians. But I think that gets a pass because it's like super sci fi, so they can go more electronic with it. But also, Guardians is heavy on playlists in terms of yeah, real yeah, songs. that's true. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good point. The music is, um, I think, better in DC. Yeah. Black Panther though, great yeah. score, yeah. really unique, and like you can immediately think of Black Panther's theme. Exactly, you know, it was so good he won the Oscar. Who is your favorite Marvel MCU hero? My favorite hero? Yeah, it's probably Iron Man mm. at first, 
But I think it's shifted to uh, Captain America. Yeah. Because I think Iron Man was so cool when he came out, and like Downey was awesome, and he kind of ignited the flame for the whole series and the whole cinematic universe. But then Captain America was cool, but like he wasn't that cool in <laughs> in the first Avenger, yeah. and like. But then Winter Soldier made Captain America really cool in my eyes, and mm. I thought he was a total badass now. And I, so I think I think since Winter Soldier, Captain America became my favorite Marvel character mm. and hero. And he just got better and better, I think. I think they did a great job with making him more relatable to the audience. Yeah. Because he's like this old man, which is his, his character. Yeah. You know, he's yeah, this yeah. old man who's in, he's in the a wrong dated time. person, yeah. But then, like, he's he became really cool. In a super, a lot more fun. Like they yeah. had more fun of him with him, yeah, especially yeah. in the Avengers yeah. Infinity War. Like when he fights himself, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, that's America's ass." Yeah, that's America's ass. Yeah, like that's hilarious. <laughs> like he wouldn't have really said that in the in First Avenger or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So he like he's he's, a, he's adapting to modern up. times. Like he, yeah, they loosened him up big time. Yeah, and his wardrobe got better and better. Yeah, um, but I'd say probably Captain America became my favorite. I think that's a cool pick. And I had a similar thing where mine changed too. And it went from Iron Man, obviously, because the first two Iron Mans were the first Marvel movies. So, and Downey did such a good job, and it's such a great character. But I think mine changed to Thor after Thor Ragnarok, because he's so enter- he's so good with his comedy, and it, uh, I had such a good time watching Thor Ragnarok, and I can't wait for the next Thor, and I I can't wait for what Hemsworth does now that he's got, given free reign to do what. His all of his talents are, which is combining drama, action, and comedy into like a whole posh posh of a performance, and he just does it so effortlessly. And so I think now, like the new Thor is my favorite because the Thor in the first two, I mean, he had his funny bits, but it wasn't like Thor Ragnarok where he's just yeah. cracking you up the whole time. He's kind of like Terminator in the first one. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok is fucking hysterical, dude. Yeah, it's great. That movie's really funny. Fantastic, it's really cast. good. Yeah, and. Really good script, really good story, mm-hmm. and again, that's probably like my second favorite Marvel movie. Yeah, the relationship between him and Hulk is great. Yeah, it's fucking. It's hysterical. so funny. That might even be my number one. Who knows? Yeah. I got to redo my list now. I haven't seen it enough. And then Kate Blanchett is absolutely badass in it. Yeah, she's a really good villain as Helena, yeah. which is really cool. Did you know that? Speaking of Thor, so Loki obviously plays his brother. This is another thing that Marvel does really well. They make their villains seem likable. Mm-hmm. Like you become to like Loki. Loki in in Norse mythology is actually Odin's brother. No, oh. Thor's brother. Mm. So he's his uncle, so they changed it up. Or his aunt, because he, he shifts his uh, gender. His gender, yeah. Um, but in Norse mythology, Loki is his uncle. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's interesting. Fun fact. You just like Hemsworth with his short hair. Oh, man, I love Hemsworth with that, with that fade. I'm glad they cut his hair. Oh, my God. That was the best part of that movie, was watching him get his hair cut. <laughs> I think it's interesting to, to talk about how Downey had such a big part in the construction of the MCU and it, its success based on his star power and his, his chemistry and his performance and his charisma. Um, to also mention that the studio didn't want him originally. And John Favreau really had to fight to get him cast as Iron Man. And he had to, he had to audition and read a few scenes in front of the uh, Marvel executives to convince them. Mm-hmm. And when they, saw his, uh, when they saw his auditions, they were like, this is obviously, this is Tony Stark. Yeah, well, obviously with his trouble with the law, and yeah. um, his he had been out of jail, and he'd been in some movies, but he wasn't getting really big roles, obviously, despite the fact that he, he was, was in Zodiac. Okay, Zodiac, but, yeah. But the thing was, he was still a risk to studios, and what happened was when he was getting cast in movies, 
they had the insurance for him being on the movie was much higher than the other actors. Mm-hmm. So like, and the insurance is used by studios where if something happens or something goes wrong, they have insurance to pay for whatever damages. I mean, not physical damages, but like to like say days of set being ruined, so they can afford for the, to film the movie even if there are problems. Didn't they want Tom Cruise's Iron Man? I think that was uh, in a, like the studio's first choice, but Favreau always wanted um, Downey. Yeah, and he had to fight for like Down- Favreau like put his job on the line. It was like, I'm making this movie and I'm making it with Downey. Yeah. You guys have to get you have to trust me on this. Yeah, Favreau, man, fucking kudos to that guy. He yeah. fucking is probably he's probably the most important person to the MCU. Yeah, because he was the one with the with Iron Man. And then, but, but them together, they were writing as they went along. Iron Man one, mm-hmm. they were the original script. They didn't think it was good enough. So every morning, Downey, Favreau, and Gwyneth Paltrow would get together in uh, Favreau's office, and they would work out the scene that they scenes that they were going to film that day and write them that morning and then film them so a lot of that movie is pretty much Favreau and Downey coming up with a lot of the dialogue it's probably why it's just ridiculous witty banter the whole time yeah exactly <laughs> and it really worked because it created like the, the aesthetic and the style and the the cadence and the and the rhythm of Marvel movies you know what I mean yeah I have fun facts right now uh Chris Evans turned down Captain America twice he didn't want to do it so they they went to him twice and twice he rejected them. Who, there, Krasinski was their number two, right? Krasinski was number two. He was uh, far up in the audition process. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he would have been a good Captain America. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I'm sure he's a good Jack Ryan, but I'm not sure if he could have pulled off Captain America like Evans did. It's not that Krasinski's not a good actor or anything. He's awesome, but it's just like it's different than than Chris Evans as Captain America because Chris yeah. Evans has that like like American boy, like athlete, yeah. kind of like born on a, raised on a farm kind yeah. of like vibe. It's like that Clark Kentish, yeah, like Boy Scout vibe. Where Krasinski looks like he was in the Boy Scouts. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he does have goofy features, so it might not, it wouldn't have worked as well. That's what I mean. He's yeah. great as, is, is, he's a great actor. He's, gr- he's fantastic in A Quiet Place. Yeah, but like Captain America, I don't think he could have pulled it off. Yeah. He's also probably too tall. He's like 6'4". I can't imagine anyone else being Captain America. That's the thing. Evans did a perfect job. I'm sure they would have figured it out, but I don't think it would have been the same thing. Yeah. And I think Chris Evans was just the perfect choice for it. Yeah. Even though he had already been a superhero. Mm. And like Marvel, when they created Spider-Man, that was a risk Mm. back in the day because he was the first like teenage superhero. All the superheroes were fully formed adults. Mm. And then they... They thought a lot of people didn't think Spider-Man would sell or like the comic book wouldn't sell or, or he wouldn't fit in, but he uh-huh. ended, up, ended up being very successful yeah. in the comic book world. Mm. So that was a risk. Spider-Man was a risk and it ended up, Spider-Man was showed, Sp- Spider-Man showed again today how successful comic book movies can be. Oh yeah, absolutely. With those first three Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Absolutely absurd. And yeah, it's just interesting that Spider-Man was a risk. When you think of him, you don't think, oh, how would you take it? How is now, that? Now he's like, of course, Spider-Man's yeah. like going to find success. He's one of the most yeah. beloved comic book characters of all time now. Yeah, Especially absolutely. because of the movies. Yeah. Just fucking what? Seven, eight, Spider- eight that, mo- Spider-Man movies? That, yeah, but that animated In show 20 was... 20 years? That animated kids show was great. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, that was pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> I will say one thing that I would probably... My biggest nitpick for all of the Marvel movies... Was the uh, the relationship between Bruce Banner and Black Widow? Fucking annoying. I was. They came out of nowhere in Ultron. Like apparently, like they've like have this. I don't know. They're 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 interested in each other, and they never showed any signs of it in the first Avengers. I, and I then think- she's like, she tells him he lo- she loves him. Like at the end of the movie, then they have like one scene together on their own, or one or two scenes together. And it just felt like it. It came out of nowhere, and it felt forced. 
And I just wasn't buying it, honestly. Yeah, they kind of turned Black Widow into this just like this flirtatious, typical damsel character yeah. when she's not fighting. Exactly. People. Like, why does the woman have to have have to be someone that is dating someone else on the squad? Why does she have to be pining for them? Yeah, exactly. You know? It was. I thought it was kind of annoying too. Yeah, but um, is what it is. They, that, they, they that's did. my biggest nitpick with the uh, MCU. It's not that, that bad of a nitpick. nitpick. Yeah, because otherwise they they do a great job. You can't deny it. Well, Avengers two was not that good of a movie. Well, it's yeah, Avengers two. I did not like either. Um, it was lame. Yeah, Ultron, this mega super powerful being that posed really no threat on on his own against them. Yeah. So the, the way the advertisements and trailers made it seem was like he's this super power robot that's like indestructible. But then in the first fight with him, he he gets like broken down and he has to like go yeah, get into another body. So, so he needs an army. Yeah. It felt like if it would have been better if they made him this unstoppable force rather than so, like a he can just switch bodies all the time. And I know that they tried to he tried to get a indestructible body and that ended up becoming Vision, but I felt like going with the like the random army of of villains again after the first Avengers, which it worked in the first Avengers, but doing it again in the second one was just like come on, come on. The story was the same too, like the, yeah. the end climax of like the the city being lifted up. Yeah, it's like the same thing as like the the monsters coming to New York City. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, we're gonna save. It's, it's kind of lame. Yeah, but um, how do you feel about Robert Pattinson as the Batman? I'm very excited. I'm st- I'm juiced, yeah. dude. I can't wait to see what he does with it. A lot of people don't like Robert Pattinson. They don't think he's a very good actor. They haven't seen his work in they the last five years. Movies. They just think he's yeah. oh, the guy from Twilight. Robert yeah. Pattinson is a highly talented actor. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's phenomenal. He's great in The Lighthouse. He's great in Good Time. Yeah. He's, he's very talented. He has he's, a lot of range. He was in a few Cronenberg movies, and he's uh, fantastic in all of them. Yeah, so... Cronenberg he, doesn't cast you if you're not a good actor. You he's know what a I mean? very underrated actor because of he has the stigma of Twilight. Yeah. But you know what? You gotta make it somehow. Yeah. You gotta get your face shown somehow. Mm-hmm. He did what he did. I don't I'm sure anyone would have jumped at the opportunity to be in Twilight and yeah. make twenty million a movie and become the most in demand male actor for a, a large demographic. Oh yeah, absolutely. Instantly. Yeah. And so I think he's gonna kill it as Batman. I think it's interesting that he pursued it. Like he, when he heard about ruminations of them making a new one, he was like, he called up, he got Warner Brothers into contact with his agent. He's like, I want to do this. Yeah, I think, I think he's great. I think he's gonna be amazing. There's one thing that I have a problem with though. What is he's not working out for it? He's doing jujitsu. He's yeah, but he's not like gonna get big for it. How do you know? Because I've read an interview from with him. Why doesn't he want to get big? He said he said that um, other actors ruined it for people like him because now he like there's the stigma that they have to get jacked to play a superhero. <laughs> And it's like, I understand what you're saying, but like Batman, you got to think about it, He's got to be very strong. Michael Keaton was not jacked. Yeah. Yeah, but it was the 90s. It was was uh, Michael Keaton jacked? No, he wasn't jacked. 1989, actually. But do you want Batman to be that skinny? Well, how, maybe he's probably going to get a little bigger. I guess. He's not going to be like how he usually is, like gaunt. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be, he'll probably put on like 15 pounds of muscle on camera. He'll look, look better good. on camera. He'll so yeah. be wearing, he'll be wearing padding. He'll be wearing suits and stuff. He's also going to be Bruce Wayne. I'm super excited for that motorcycle they have. Oh, uh, yeah. The motorcycle is cool. His and, car looks really cool, And the Batmobile cool looks sick. It's like a, what, an old old Challenger or something? Yeah, something like that. And uh, his his costume is pretty cool. It's probably yeah. like his prototype costume. And Zoe Kravitz is a fantastic choice for Catwoman. Yeah, she's going to be I'm great. very excited to see oh, what yeah, she does. The cat, the cast is awesome. Yeah, the cast is insane. Colin Farrell's Penguin. Colin Farrell. I love that guy, Did man. Did you see that? He's so Dude, good. He, he looks like he's been packing on some pounds, too. Oh, for yeah. It. Yeah, and then um, he's probably packing on more than he was gonna because it's been what four months of delay. Yeah, <laughs> and then Paul Dano as Riddler. Yeah, 
Fuck yeah, dude! Fantastic cast. Paul Dano, another very underrated actor. Yeah, and that, Matt Matt Reeves is gonna I, he's gonna do such a good job because he did such a great job. We talked about with uh, Let Me In, he did Cloverfield, but then he also did the, the modern Planet of the Apes trilogy, which was fantastic. Every one of those movies is really good, and really especially good. the third Planet of the Apes, that was fantastic. Yeah. It was such a good movie. So I think he's gonna have a new take on Batman. Um, with this young cast, and I'm very excited to see what they do. Well, I think my favorite thing I've heard that he's described it as is it's like bringing Batman back to his detective roots. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. So like it's kind of like what Batman is in a lot of the comics, mm. like finding, investigating, clues investigations. Yeah. He kind of does that in Dark Knight. Yeah, a he touches bit. on it a little bit. Yeah. But he's got all this high tech stuff. But yeah. I want to see like Batman like figuring shit out and finding clues. Like what footprint is that? Like let's <laughs> find him and beat him up, pal. <laughs> old comic books I'm curious to uh, hear Pattinson's voice <laughs> where were the drugs going <laughs> swear to me swear to me <laughs> <laughs> do I look like a cop that's how Christian Bale got that role because Killian Murphy was also auditioning and doing costume tests yeah but uh, Christian Bale won the role because he changed his voice when he was Batman yeah he was the only one who did that yeah, yeah. Killian looked good in the suit I could have seen it yeah but you know he's great he's Killian. a great villain though dude Killian's awesome though he's great as Tom Shelby He's meant to be Tom Shelby. He's perfect for Tom Shelby. Good looking guy. <laughs> Third time this Here episode. Here we go with the man crushes. Third time this episode. He's a very good looking guy. He's a striking featured man. He's, he has striking features. He's got features. very blue eyes and he's got like that uh, those high cheekbones. Yeah. Good hair too. You're getting excited. <laughs> Can you see it? <laughs> All right. This is usually the time when we're talking about other things yeah, yeah. that aren't so related. It's that winding down. Time to I'll cut that out. But so I think ultimately we both agree that um, in the scheme of things, Marvel, the MCU has done a much better job than DC, DCEU has. Undeniable. Yeah. Um, again, I adore Man of Steel. I really like Wonder Woman a lot. Aquaman's cool. They fucked up Batman. <laughs> they, they fucked ruined, up they Justice ruined League. Superman. They fucked up Justice League. So yeah. they just took a giant shit on themselves. Yeah. And MC Marvel is just like crushing, swimming in pools. They're batting a thousand. My God. So it's undeniable that yeah. Marvel, you know, yeah, Marvel wins, hit it out of the park, and yeah. DC's just been fucking lagging, man. Yeah, it, trying to keep up. It. Yeah, it's is what it is. Um, but hey, I've grown an appreciation for these characters that I never knew before. Mm. If I had to pick a side, uh, I still love the DC heroes. I love Batman, Superman, Forever. Those mm. would be my my two guys. Yeah, but I love a lot of these Marvel characters now, which I, a lot of them I never really knew. Yeah, so I mean. I don't say, see that I have to pick a side, but I like a lot. I like them all. They're all great. They're all good stuff. That was like a politician answer. <laughs> hey, no, I'm, you know kidding, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not red or blue player. I'm in the middle. <laughs> I'm a moderate. I'm like a light purple. <laughs> no, but I agree. And it, yeah, it's undeniable. Cool. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hope That's you enjoyed. Episode nine um, of Raiders of Lost podcast. Subscribe if you're new. Follow us on follow the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Hit us up on our TikTok or our Instagram at Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Shoot us those comments, Leo. It's been a pleasure. Always. I'll see you tomorrow night when we film the next episode. Hell yeah! All right, later. Bye.